Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and running, and college basketball is ready to go as well. BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for your wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet on to bet online today, and remember to use your promo code Believe for our f- for fifty percent welcome bonus on your first de- deposit. Again, that's promo code B L E A V for fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who played professional baseball. He also played in the National Football League for that first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, the Clayton Toon era has begun, and if we're treated right, it'll end soon. My good <laughs> Lord, you are brutal. You are brutal. I'm just saying, man, hey, b- b- be careful what it, you wish for. This is true. You know, like I said, there were some people who were crying for Toon, and, and here's the other thing. Look what happened when you took on Josh, Joshua Dobbs and put some talent around him and a system that let him play a little bit. He yeah, led a team. All that. Yeah, let's go. We'll get into that. All right. So, yeah, so we're going to get into all that. So here's the thing. So the Cardinals just re- – we do this thing twice a week, by the way. On Mondays and Thursdays, Mondays we look back on the game that was and some of the storylines that are maybe come out of that out of that contest. And then on Thursdays we look ahead to the next opponent and or continue to discuss some of the things that have happened along the way. But I do want to get into this because you, you mentioned something about be careful what you wish for. Um, uh, two numbers for you. The number is zero. And the other number is 58, 0 and 58. So the Cardinals, I'll get back to that in just a second. So the Cardinals, mm-hmm. they traveled to uh, to Cleveland. They took on the Browns. The final score was 27-0. Therefore, that's one number. The Cleveland Browns had a total of 326 yards, that total yards. And the Arizona Cardinals had a total of 58. That's your second number. All right. Clayton Toon started. It. There were... It went about just as what, what you, as well as you thought it would go. The the Cardinals' offensive line, I mean, it's that is the question mark. You know, injuries. Different. I mean, Humphreys had another up and down game. He's playing injured. I mean, so we have all these things that are going on here. But I'll let you. I, I actually, for folks who listen to the podcast regularly, I always talk about stopping by Ed's house on Sunday to see that setup. And so I actually, because I, I was closer <laughs> around that time so i ended up stopping by saw the setup he has it all set up and everything it's live and he's just sitting there in, in all his glory just watching these games Amateur so, room <laughs> yes and you had the cardinals on one on one screen all by themselves so you're paying attention mm-hmm. to that what did you see what was evident when when as you were watching that game before we get into some of the the quarterback minutia well it was evident that there was a team that did not have a, a rookie quarterback slash quarterback that is not ready for this level. And anytime you have, you you know, a couple things stand out. He only threw the ball or dropped back. He was 11 for 20. 
11 for 20 in a game that you were behind 27 to nothing, and we weren't unleashing it, letting him throw the ball down the field. He was sacked seven times, being a confusion in coverage, um, holding on to the ball too long. In college, you wait, you throw to open guys. And the professional at the professional level, you throw guys open or you throw to windows that are so small that make you yeah. uncomfortable. So yeah. you don't see the guy open. You actually throw him open or you're throwing the ball before he's coming out of breaks. That's and that takes a lot of trust. That's where that's the that's that big jump between pro. I mean, from college to pro or depending on the office that you're in when you're on the pro level on how that what that philosophy is and how you're coached to do that. It takes trust and confidence and experience. You know, you're not used to throwing a guy, you know, as, you know, especially when you're seeing the coverages and things you've never seen before. And you got yeah. guys that are coming into small windows and the, they're expecting the ball should be there when they're coming out of breaks. You're waiting for, if you're waiting for an NFL receiver to get open, you're never going to throw the ball because they're never open in your eyes. You're throwing them. You're throwing, you're throwing the ball to an open space because of timing, because of where they're going to be, or you're throwing them, you know, before they're even coming out of breaks and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, they unleashed on us in terms of their, you know, defense. They, like I said, they sacked us seven times for multiple reasons. Then the other thing that stands out, we only ran the ball 21 times. So you're talking about, a total of 41 plays or so in the game, give or take, yeah. you know, a couple. So, I mean, that was total domination by the other team. You know, they played, uh, they, ran, they ran the ball 40 times, threw the ball 30 times, so uh, 70 plays to 41, you know. Just a total, you know, we, we weren't experienced enough at the position. And I did say, I kept saying, be careful what you're wishing for because you didn't want to see tune this early in the season unless – you're bringing Kyler Murray back very soon. And then we were right. kind of forced into it because they did make the trade for, you know, they traded away Joshua Dobbs, and we'll, which would tell you Joshua Dobbs was doing at least a halfway decent job because we have not looked this bad yet mm. this season until now. Okay. So, like I said, we, yeah, we, we that was bad. <laughs> Let's get into a few things here then. So we're going to stay on the quarterback. So this wasn't on our run sheet, but since you watched the game, so as I was, because I was ripping and running a little bit. So I was in and out of the game, so to speak. How did Deshaun Watson look to you? Did he look, he looked a little bit erratic to me at times. I know that he had what, it, what for the game he had, he, he 19 was uh, 30, 19 for 30, 219 yards, but he looked a little bit shaky at times. Some of the, like the short throws, they, they seems as if he was, he was short on the short throws and off and off in terms of his, his accuracy. What did you see from, from Deshaun Watson? I'll use a term and I, I'm not taking it lightly because I know what it means in the real world. But since he's come back from all his issues on and off the field, mm -hmm. meaning past this stuff and he's gotten back, he's got big contract and he's now playing, you know, he looks like he has PTSD, man. Like he is, he is shell shocked. From yeah. something like he is not his former self. He there was a time when he was with uh, Houston. He was like when you said elite quarterback. He was on the fringe of that list. He was always yes. if you just put some talent around him, or because he's playing in Houston, he's getting a raw deal because that dude can play. He looks like he is 
like shocked. He never recovered from that two years off, year and a half, two years off, and never recovered from the damage even to his reputation. He actually, mm. he and bro, he made a play yesterday at some point when they were already up twenty-seven nothing, and he got a first down, and he got up and did the first down point. Like like he had really done something, and I, yeah. I looked at Quentin. Quentin looked at me, and we were like, "Bro, slow your roll." One, it's the Cardinals, and you really haven't done that much. But to him, you know, maybe you know he was maybe trying to get that confidence back, that rollback, or swagger back, because he looks he does not look like himself throwing the ball, running the ball, control of an offense, um, nothing. He looks like a mere, you know, former great quarterback who for whatever reason and here's the other thing jay maybe that offense does not fit him maybe Ooh. he's in the wrong place doing the wrong thing it just doesn't there's something that's not quite fit it just doesn't quite get it jay doesn't quite, curl quite curl. right yeah. right you know because maybe he's not straight drop back guy or it may, maybe he was more um you know, kind of drop back and just make it up as you go. But he's not fitting well in that offense. And something doesn't look right, like I said, mentally, physically, everything. And I told you when you stopped over, every time he gets tackled, I'm waiting for him to get up and do the shoulder thing. <laughs> like, uh, you know, and then, yeah. and before you know it, when they did get to a point where they took him out of the game, it was a, was a wash, and they put P.J. Walker in. But that was more for because the game was out of hand anyway. But something like you, you're right, something just does not look right with him. All right, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. He's at Smith. I'm Javon Adams. Let before we get to Kyler, because I'm I'm I can't wait for you to just give continue to give your opinion on Kyler Murray in that situation because it gets more complicated by the moment. But Joshua Dobbs was traded last week, uh, traded to the Minnesota Vikings. What was supposed to happen was that he was probably supposed to take this week or or this pet yesterday, this Sunday, to kind of start yeah. to get get familiar with the cadence, with with what the what the playbook looked like, et cetera, and then probably start the start week 10 right but what it looks like ended up happening was the the rookie got injured concussed and he was thrown into action and he did a really good job I mean it was he had no practice with the team he had to learn cadences on the sideline it's it's I know that he didn't that when he left the Cardinals were what one and seven now we're what one and eight they were one and seven but there were and he is He's part of the blame for that because some of the bad decision-making, but he's a backup, right? So the longer that you let a backup play, the long, the more, the higher, the, the, the increased probability that he's going to perform poorly or, you know, it, it just happens like that. But I thought that he did well for, for what he was asked to do when he was here there, he's a backup, but he could be one of the mid or top tier backups maybe in the league. But what was your thought about how he came in and he led them to a victory? Bro, what he did here, what he did here for the one and seven Cardinals was good. What he did for the now five and four Minnesota Vikings was off the chart amazing. I've never seen anything like it. It's not like it was a tight end you were plugging in or defensive lineman who you say, hey, just go get the quarterback or, you know, even a wide receiver to run this route. This dude came in in three or four days learned a new offense with new terminology, wasn't expecting to play, 
and was forced into action. I was surprised they even had him active because it's yeah. like, there's no way, even if, you know, the other quarterback, there's no way we got to have somebody else ready to go because this dude just got here on Tuesday or Wednesday for a Sunday right. afternoon game, right? The right. fact that the other quarterback goes out there, and that was a rookie mistake. He goes out there trying to plunge in from the one-yard line, gets concussed, and it's like, wait a minute, who are they bringing in? And he came in, and at first I was like, I don't even feel that's not right because, you know, he had a couple bobbles, he you know, an interception. He got forced fumble, you know, and it's like, that dude is out there. His head's got to be swimming, right? Then all of a sudden you're watching, and, of course, the Atlanta Falcons. Of course I picked them. <laughs> you know, and they just, he started, you could tell he started getting more and more comfortable and he started finding his tight end. They got the running game incorporated. And next, you know, this dude, he's Jay, he's after making audibles at the line, that yeah. rocket science, rocket science education or whatever he's got. That is for real. This dude is out there with new terminology, everything. Calling plays, stopping plays, going to audibles, ran a touchdown in from about the 15, 17 yard line, threw another one, and then he leads them on a drive to win the game, get the winning score. And it's like, wow. One, I, you could see his exuberance. And this is a yeah. dude that is so yeah. well traveled and so well liked. And it was like, I'm saying to myself, you know, you always hear, man, it's hard to root against that guy. Bruh, I am now a Joshua Dobbs fan for yeah. life. Regardless of where that's he what, goes. That's what, my, that's what Elijah said. That's what Elijah said. He said when he was playing, he said, oh, yeah, go Dobbs. Yeah, go Joshua Dobbs. Because you uh, you you empathize, if nothing else, that, man, this has to be. the, the what, what you're able to do. Yeah, the the results of the W's and the L's haven't been, you know haven't been in the right column, so to speak. But you appreciate his attitude and calling for your head. And yeah, yeah. imagine yeah. this day. Imagine this. We neither one of us are actors, right? And right. somehow we got thrust into you went to a play, and and it's Hamlet or something like that or Othello, some you yeah. know, some something deep, and they yeah. just <laughs> went out the yard, and the, the the main actor went down. Hey, you right there in the front row. We need you to come help us out real quick. Mm. Right? Mm. Five, ten minutes for the show. Hey, take a look at this. We need you to play uh, Romeo in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> right. and you're like, well, wait a minute. I know the basics. You know, where Romeo, Romeo, where for art? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything other than that. Hey, that's okay. We're going to figure this out as we go along. Okay, lights, action. And it's like, like I said, yeah. you just go. That's that's what he did. <laughs> so they yeah. blew my mind. I've yeah. been in the huddles before when the quarterback, bro, he didn't even know dudes' names. He didn't know. I mean, he, I hey, yo, 54, 54. 54, yeah. yeah. 26, come on, man. <laughs> didn't have a chance to study tape, nothing. You just, you just playing against the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go. Action. And that dude pulled it off. I got nothing but love for him. And at the same time, like I said, Cardinals fans who, you know, man, look, well, you know, we need to get Dobbs in there. Or, you know, Clayton Toon, yeah. You got to see Clayton Toon yesterday. You got to see this dude go where he has some talent around him and mm. pulled it off. That looked pretty good compared to what, and like I said, we'll see where things go here. But, man, I'm telling you, I was really impressed. I'm now a Joshua Dobbs fan.
So we were going to talk about this player, this believe in the Arizona Cardinals, by the way. He's Ed. I'm Javon. And we were going to talk about this guy anyway this week. But I came across and I sent it to you, um, Arizona Sports, uh, the columnist Dan Bickley. They had He had a column on there, and the, and the title of his column is, Kyler Murray's return to play can't come soon enough for Arizona Cardinals. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this because, again, this is tricky. This is a unique situation because, yes, they – it, we can't keep playing, putting Clayton Tune out there, right? Again, that we, but because the, that A word, apathy, is going to start to rear its ugly head. If, if the rookie can't play and we let that other dude go, he wasn't all, he wasn't the best, but dang, he goes somewhere else and he wins. I mean, what can we do? Kyler, come and save us. And, for the for the fan support for for maybe uh maybe merch sales i don't know maybe to to get the confidence of the players on the team something to figure out if you're going to be able to stick with them for not only this, this season but the next season going forward what you're going to do in the draft there are so many variables that come into play i mean can can kyler come in and be a savior when i say that i mean on whatever level that is to try to accomplish whether to make fans say i feel good about the future whether it's to make the gm say you made our decision easier we're gonna keep you we're gonna roll with you what whatever it is what are your thoughts on this because it this game against the atlanta falcons the home game against the falcons it seems like it's almost uh it seems like it's a a a collision course for kyler to come back jay what are we gonna get from Kyler Murray? What what can Kyler, let me see? Let me ask you a question. Can Kyler Murray block on the offense line? No, he can. Can Kyler Murray get in the running back position and run the ball? No. Can he go out and catch the balls that he throws? <laughs> no. I mean, this is these are all quite we don't have talent around any quarterback this year. Tom Brady could not come to this offense with his offense and teach these guys and turn this this one and eight team into a winner. Because we don't have the talent, and that's been done by on by purpose for the most part. We talked about early in the year; they stripped it down to the bone for one, and then you lose a Connor, you lose an Ertz, so we lose our running game, any semblance of it. We lose reliable tight end that we might be able to go to. You look out there on the outside, and I mean, other than Marquise Brown, most teams could not name our wide receiver group. I guarantee you when teams are scouting us, playing us the following week, they're looking numbers up and they're like, well, this guy went to the University of such and such because in the NFL, they still are trying to make their name and except we don't have the talent out there. So with that being said, what are you going to expect Kyler Murray to come back and do? If he comes back, he's going to be leading a team, like I said, with no weapons around him. He's going to be running for his life. So what's going to happen is and this might here's the thing, Jay. This might be the plan all along. If he goes out there with this group and it doesn't look good, what can ownership say? He's not our guy. Right? If because it just doesn't theory. look right. I'm just yeah. saying that's yeah, a possibility. I hear, you. I hear you. And you know, if he comes back and he's scrambling around, he's running and he looks rusty and it, it, you know, it may maybe not 100% sure on the knee. Uh, you know, yeah, it just didn't. So after three or two or three games, they shut him down. Yeah, we've seen enough. And, you know, we're going to make some decisions during the offseason. Then we'll get a chance to see even more tune. And as you call it, the apathy. This one and eight season could turn into a one and 16 season, Jay, depending on uh, how the ball bounces with a couple of these teams that we're supposed to beat. But I mean, I couldn't tell you that we have more talent than the Falcons. 
and you know, say look at the rest of our schedule. We still got to go do San Fran coming here, the Rams, Seattle. I mean, this could, and that's with or without Kyler. So, I, I, I caution. I don't know, Jay. I, the owner, ownership and 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 Gannon management and Gannon, they are in one of the toughest positions you could ever imagine because they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. They play him. He either looks bad or you put him out there, you risk injury. Um, you don't have anything really around him, or you don't play him and let the the the, the, the pundits go. Let it start. Oh, they must be thinking, you know. So one way or another, we're gonna have to see it soon because you know Falcons are coming to town. They have to activate Murray within this next week here. Otherwise, he goes back on pup for the rest of the season. Then you know they're not gonna do that. They'll put him on the roster even if it's well. Let's still give him a couple more games. With Eltoon, and then we'll play him. At some point, I think we're going to see him. You know, what we're going to see is a mystery to me because I don't think it's going to be any. It'll be better because obviously he's better athlete. Um, it'll be rusty because he's coming off injury and he doesn't know this offense. And what are they going to ask of him? Are they going to ask him to be under center more? Um, you know, a little less read option. Well, you know what? There's a whole lot of things, Jay, that, um, you know, if this was Final Jeopardy, bro, you know, you might as well go to commercial because you know, we, we're not going to give it. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be. And plus, I wonder, let's say, if, if what you just mentioned is one of those possibilities where they activate them, but they just put them on the depth chart. Maybe they make, make them the backup of the third string that mm-hmm. eventually he'll start to say, I can play right now because he said it last week. He said, I'm, I'm ready to play, but it wasn't, I'm ready to play. It was, Hey, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to go. And Gannon said, hold up. We'll, we'll figure that out internally. But maybe those, maybe those, those screams of I'm, he starts to scream. I'm ready to play as opposed to just say it in a, in a calm tone. And that be, that might become an issue when things get and things start to, the heat starts to starts to increase when it comes to the team and the, and how all the things that all, cause there's so, again, so many different variables when it comes to this situation because of the uniqueness of the injury, given the new regime, given how bad this team is going to be or is, that is that becomes a big question, and that's it's it's going to play out like a like a soap opera, quite possibly. One of the other things, too, Jay, you got to assume, and I know you know we don't in our business and life in general is dangerous to assume sometimes. But mm-hmm. in this situation, I'm going to assume that they're having some type of conversations with Murray in the building. We just haven't been privy to it. He hasn't stepped in front of a camera or a microphone, and they're keeping it mum as well. But it, I mean. He's walking. He's in and out of meetings now. He's going to practices. No longer straight rehab and stuff like that. You think he's part of the team again, right? They're they're having some type of conversations. They have to. There's no way they're like walking walking by. Hey, Kyler. Hey, coach. You know, and they just walking by each other in the in the uh, in the building. At some point, hey, we got to. Well, they have sat down and they've yeah. mapped out a plan. And the plan, like I said, is you. It, it might be we're going to activate you, but where are you really, Kyler? Where do you really think you are? And he might give us a number. Uh, I'm, you know, 85%. Well, we want you closer to 100 before we put our $230 million man or whatever the actual number is back on the field. They've got to be having some type of conversations like that. Why would you take him? The, until he tells me, I'm not, and here's the thing, two-part question. Where are you physically? Where are you mentally? So he's got to give me a hundred percent 
on both. You, know, you might look good and for practice and everything like that, but our goal is not to get 90% of Murray back out there because of all the things that you said, you know, injury, uh, what's going to happen next year once this horrible season's over, you know, uh, lack of weapons, you know, everything. I need two 100% or 99.9 whatever it is before right. I'm taking my – you know, million dollar baby and putting them out there. So they're having some type of conversations. We just don't know what they are. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So leave me with this 27, nothing again, the the Cardinals fall, uh, get lambasted by, by the Browns. Do you, do you review this tape? How do you approach this? If you're the coaching staff, because I know we've talked about uh, earlier in the season that we, we had a game or two where it was, all right, we just don't look at the tape. We just move on to the next, but how how do you grow? How do you how do you help your team if you're on the coaching staff? How do you help them grow and learn from this to become better? Well, one, this is a tape tape for tune. This is you know, hey, okay, we want you to see this so we can be because if you're going to be, we drafted you in the fifth round. Obviously, there's no more Joshua Dobbs here. You could be our backup quarterback for the future. Obviously, we know what our franchise guy is now or will be, but we need to find out some things. And this is important for you to look at some of this tape to see where you came up short. Um, we watch this as a group as well because you got to remember. The other 50-plus guys on the roster, they knew they were going in with a backup quarterback and knew, hey, we got to support this guy. So you got to find out where we where we came up short, knowing we had a rookie quarterback, where we could have helped him a little more and what he has to do to get better. But this is definitely a reviewable tape. You don't burn this one because people can learn from this one, and especially right. one uh, Clayton Toon. All right, so when we come back on Thursday, it's go, it should be interesting. We, it should be some yeah. news that happens between now and when we record on Thursday. So uh, that is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. We are presented by Bet Online. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. Again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. However you got here, we do appreciate it. You can also find us on the SiriusXM app as well. And so uh, as we always like to say around this time, you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.